The Masechta opened up with a discussion of the requirement of Bedikas Chomets. I was searching for the Chomets on the night of the 14th of Nisan to make sure that one does not own any Chomets by the afternoon of Erev Pesach. Already from the afternoon of Erev Pesach, there is a mitzvah of Hashbasa of making sure that one does not own any chametz, and in order to make sure that one does not indeed own any chametz, he is required to search for the chametz before the afternoon of Erev Pesach. Others understand that the purpose of B'dikas chametz is so that one does not come to find and eat chametz on Pesach, but be it as it may, the Mishnah addresses a potential problem which there could be with every B'dikas chametz. If you think about it, as soon as you've checked one part of the house, if you go now into a different room of the house, let's say, it could be that an animal or something drags some food, drags some chomets back into a room which you checked already, which means that by the time it comes to the afternoon of Pesach, there will actually end up being chomets in your house, even after the bedika, even after you checked for it. So do you need to be concerned for that? Do you need to do another check again? Do you need to make sure there are people watching in every single room? on Erev Pesach, in case there's an animal which brings in chomets to that room. So the Mishnah says, in Christian, we do not need to be concerned in case a weasel dragged chomets from one house which has not yet been checked for chomets to another house which has been checked, or from one place within a house which is being checked to another place which has, to, to a place in the house which has already been checked. Because if so, if you would need to be concerned about that, then you should also be concerned that a weasel dragged chomets from one courtyard to another. And you know what, while we're at it, maybe a weasel, it could possibly be that a weasel dragged chomets from one city to another city. It's all possible, if you're going to be concerned for this, then you're going to be concerned for that as well. And in other words, there's no end to the matter. And since it's impossible to be absolutely certain that there's no chomets, we say that you do not need to be concerned at all about animals dragging chomets from one place to another after you have checked for chomets. One must check for chomets on the night of the 14th of Nisan, but if he didn't manage to do so, then he is still obligated to, and he should do so with our He should search for the chomets during the morning of the 14th, and if he didn't even manage to do that, then at the time that the obligation to destroy the chomets begins, if he still hasn't searched for the chomets, he should search for it then. As we're going to see in the next Mishnah, that refers to the beginning of the sixth hour of the day. And then he's got up until midday, up until the end of the sixth hour to check for Chomets. But according to Yehuda, if he has failed to do so by midday of Erev Pesach, then he should not check afterwards because we are concerned that if he checks for Chomets afterwards and then finds some Chomets, he might come to eat it. And it is forbidden mid already from the afternoon of Erev Pesach to eat any Chomets. On the other hand, Vachachom and Chachom say, if he did not manage to check for Chomets on the night of the 14th, then Yivdik Barbar He should check for Chomets on the day of the 14th, all day. Of course, ideally he should do it before midday, but if he doesn't manage to, then even once the prohibition of eating Chomets has began, he should still search for the Chomets. And Lobodak Barbar, if he didn't search for the Chomets on the 14th, on Erev Pesach, then Yivdik Barbar He should search for Chomets during Pesach itself. The reason for the Chachomim being that if the entire reason why he is searching for Chomets is in order to destroy the Chomets, we do not need to be concerned that he might forget and by mistake eat the Chomets. His whole point in searching for it is to get rid of it. And really you do need to search for it because any Chomets which you owned or which you had in your possession during Pesach, 
you are forbidden to benefit from that from that chametz even after Pesach. So you do need to search for any chametz. And in fact, as the Mishnah illustrates, if he didn't check for chametz during Pesach either, then he should search for the chametz after Pesach to check which chametz was there during Pesach so that he knows that it's forbidden to benefit from it. And again, we are not concerned that he'll come to eat it because the entire reason why he is searching for it is in order to destroy it. All right, now the Mishnah ends off by going back to a regular search for chametz where you search, let's say, on the night of the 14th. So during the morning of Erev Pesach, it's still permitted to eat chametz. So if somebody wants to have chametz for breakfast, let's say, or Masha Meshayar, that which he leaves over on the night of the 14th, after he has searched for the chametz, he leaves over in order to eat in the morning of Erev Pesach, or in order to destroy the chametz on Erev Pesach, Yani Chenu Betzinah, he should put that chametz in a hidden place, covered away, so that he does not need to do a whole nother search after that, because if he puts it out in the open, then it could be that somebody might take a bit of it, move it to another place, and then you'll have to search all over again. So you should place it in the corner somewhere, so that the chametz is not spread to any other place, and then all you need to do is eat it or destroy it before midday on Erev Pesach. Mr. Dalit, in most areas of halacha, when you refer to amounts of time in hours, it does not mean literal 60-minute hours like we calculate nowadays. Rather, the amount of light hours in a day are divided by 12, and that is considered the length of one hour during the day. So if, for example, it got light at 6 o'clock in the morning and it got dark at 6 o'clock at night, so then it would actually be 12 light hours of the day divided by 12, so each hour would literally be 60 minutes. But if, let's say, it gets light at 5 o'clock in the morning, and it gets dark at 7 o'clock in the evening, so then you've got 14 hours of daytime, so 14 divided by 12, that would be the length of an hour in halacha. That's known as a shazmanis, an hour based on the time, because of course at different times of the year, in fact, pretty much every day, the length of an hour is slightly different. Be as it may, the mitzvah of tashbisu, of hashbasa, of making sure that one does not own any chametz already from the afternoon of Erev Pesach, that applies after chatzis, after midday of Erev Pesach. So that is after the end of the sixth hour of the day. So if the day began at six o'clock in the morning and ended at six o'clock at night, so then this, this would be at twelve o'clock. Of course, on, an, on a regular Erev Pesach it wouldn't be like that, but it would be at the end of the sixth hour of the day. Now, as a precaution with Rabbanon, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir says, One is allowed to eat chomets the entire fifth hour until the end of the fifth hour only, but after, in our example, after 11 o'clock in the morning, for the entire sixth hour, already from the beginning of the sixth hour, it is forbidden to eat any chomets, because since people don't necessarily know the exact time, especially in those days, the Rabbanon made this precaution so that you do not come to eat or own chomets, after Chatzos on Erev Pesach, the Sofim Bishchas and so you should burn the Chomets at the beginning of the sixth hour to make sure that you are certain that by the end of the sixth hour, by Chatzos, you have burnt and destroyed your Chomets. That's the mitzvah of Bir Chomets, of destroying the Chomets. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that we're even more precautious, and Eichen Kol Arba, one can eat all of the first four hours of the day, but at the end of the fourth hour of the day, in our example, that would be at 10 o'clock in the morning, one must stop eating the chametz. The solen kol chamesh, it's sort of hung in suspension for the entire fifth hour, meaning you're not allowed to eat the chametz during the fifth hour, but you do not have to burn the chametz already. You're still allowed to benefit from the chametz during the fifth hour, so you can feed it to your animals, for example. 
And then the Sofim Mishlas Sheish, you should burn the Chomet at the beginning of the sixth hour, just like the Chachomet. The point is that Rabbi Huda is more concerned, and therefore he says that you have to stop eating Chomets already after the end of the fourth hour, whereas the Chachomim say it's enough that you stop after the fifth hour. Be as a may, after Chatzos, after midday, Halachic midday, of course, after the six hours of the day. It is forbidden mid to own any chomets, and according to most, it is also forbidden mid to eat chomets at that time. Hey, when somebody experienced a miracle, or he was saved from a dangerous situation, for example, he crossed the sea, or he recovered from a dangerous illness, so he is obligated to bring a carbon tider. And apart from the animal which he brings as the carbon tider, he also brings with that 40 loaves. 10 loaves are loaves of bread, chomets, and 30 of the loaves are matzah. And some of those loaves are given to the karnim to eat, whereas most of the loaves are given to the owner, to the one bringing the korban teidah, and then he shares that with his guests and his family. And by bringing so many loaves, that means he's going to make a whole feast and publicize the miracle which Hashem performed for him. Now it's true that he's sharing the loaves with lots of people, but there were still lots of loaves to eat. And the halacha is that the loaves had to be eaten by midnight of the, the, the night after they were brought. And it was therefore forbidden to bring a korban teidah on Erev Pesach, because since many of the loaves were chomates, it would be very likely that the loaves would not be able to be finished by the time the obligation of Hashbasa began, the prohibition of owning any chomates and eating any chomates. And so it was forbidden to bring korban teidah on Erev Pesach. Because of that, on the day before Erev Pesach, on the 13th of Nisan, there were more korbanos teidah brought than most days. And because of that, there were more of the loaves of the Korban Taidah which were not eaten. And so there were lots of leftover loaves on Erev Pesach. And about those two loaves, the Oedam Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda furthermore said, Two of the loaves of the Taidah, of the Korban Taidah, and we're referring to loaves which were brought on the previous day, and are therefore invalid right now on Erev Pesach. Pasulois, they were invalid because they were past the day where they were brought. They were placed on the roof of the Itzvah, which is a sort of area where people could sit on Harabayas, on the area surrounding the Beit HaMikdash. And two of the loaves were placed on top of there, so that lots of people could see the loaves. And if you recall in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Huda said that it's permitted to eat Chomets for the entire fourth hour of the day. During the fifth hour, it's forbidden to eat it, but you don't need to destroy it, you're still allowed to benefit from it. And then at the beginning of the sixth hour, you should burn the chametz. So it says to be the hood over here, as long as the loaves were, both loaves were still placed on the roof of the itzdavah, all of the people would know that they're still able to eat chametz. Nikloachas, once one of the loaves was taken away, the chachom or the karnim would make sure to take away one of the loaves at the beginning of the fifth hour. Toilin, so the people would hang, they would suspend, meaning they wouldn't eat, but they wouldn't burn. They would not eat chametz, but they did not need to start burning the chametz. And then it was staying, both of the loaves were taken away, meaning they would make sure that the second loaf was also taken away at the beginning of the sixth hour, at which point, all of the people began to burn the chametz because they knew that now was the time to burn the chametz. Now in the previous Mishnah, we saw the opinions of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda for how long one is able to eat chomets on Erev Pesach. According to Rabbi Meir, one is allowed to eat it until the end of the fifth hour, whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, one is forbidden to eat it after the fourth hour already. Now Rabbi Gamliel is in the middle, and Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, Chulin, when it comes to regular produce, regular food which has been tied, then it's permitted for anybody to eat. 
Nechalim Kol Arba can only be eaten for all of the first four hours of the day, but at the end of the fourth hour of the day, it's forbidden to eat it. So that is like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. However, Utruma, Truma, which is the food which only Karnim can eat, they receive it as a gift from the Yisraelim who are farmers, and it is forbidden to destroy Truma unless it's really necessary. And because of that, it is permitted to eat Truma Kol Chomesh for the entire fifth hour as well. And then both Truma and Chulin, the Sofim B'schalashesh, one burns them at the beginning of the sixth hour, just like Meir and Abiyahuda hold.